11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our special guest today is Chris Corte. Chris, how's it going? Good, man. Thanks for having me, Paul. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, let's just go back in time a little bit. But like, what's your first memory of uh, playing soccer? My first memory of playing soccer was super young in the backyard with my dad. He's uh, he's from Germany. He taught me how to play a little bit in the backyard, so he definitely grew up playing it. So. I would say my passion kind of developed from kicking around with my dad in the backyard and then uh, probably growing up watching the Champions League games, um, you know, after school um, in the afternoons over here in the United States. Yeah, for sure. And I know uh, you grew up in you grew up in Maryland and, uh, you know, Maryland is a good program in soccer. So what was just that environment in general, just like growing up in Maryland? Yeah, Maryland's very the DMV is a very competitive hotbed area for for soccer town. I mean, all sports really yeah, got a lot of football town and, and basketball town as well over here. But especially for for soccer or or, or uh, football as we call it, um, it's definitely a lot of competitive teams. I played in a pretty good team growing up at Bethesda, Bethesda Soccer Academy uh, growing up. Um, but uh, growing up in the DMV area. Soccer is uh, is one of our passions over here. I would say it's a very international area. Um, it's kind of the reason, one of the reasons why my parents came out here. It's an international hotbed, and it's a it's a it's a place of a lot of opportunities. And I think I got lucky growing up in an area where they cared a lot about sport in particular and and, and soccer uh, at that. So, but and then uh, going to the University of Maryland, um, you know, we had a pretty good soccer program over there. That's kind of where I developed my passion for. For the team and and working with the team and training a little bit with those guys and kind of approaching it from a sports management and career standpoint eventually. Yeah, for sure. So what what did you I guess what did you originally go to University of Maryland like major in? Yeah, so I went in uh for a psychology degree. That was one thing I knew that I was pretty good at was talking to people and kind of figuring people out and kind mm-hmm. of kind of moving moving that way and kind of having that mindset, analyzing group, social psychology, that type of stuff. So, um, but I would say for the most part, what I always had in the back of my head was that sports management, that sports management focus, that focus on figuring out the game of soccer, figuring out the business of soccer, figuring out the steps I need to take to be successful in in that part uh, of my career. But they didn't really have a sports management degree where, uh, where I, when I was going to school at the University of Maryland, but uh you know, in-state tuition was great, um, but most importantly, I stayed focused in the back of my head with the things I was working on outside the classroom as well. Yeah, so you ended up getting the psychology degree? Yeah, I did end up getting a psychology degree, and actually, uh, it helps me a lot in terms of uh, leading groups and working with groups and project management. 
and uh, and just understanding uh, the psychology aspect of soccer players and soccer owners in the soccer business. Yeah, for sure. And I know, I'm sure, as you know, uh, you know, mental health is big now too. So I'm sure that helps you, yeah, for especially sure. talking to the players. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, a big part of soccer, you know, uh, one coach, I think it's Jose Mourinho says, you know, 80% of my job is, you know, psychology and working with people and figuring out how their brains work and getting them to buy into my ideas and, and think how, uh, how I want the group to think. So, you know, it definitely, a lot of, tra- it translates, it translated very well for me in my sports management, sports marketing career. Yeah, for sure. And then I guess what, were, like out of college, like what were you doing and like, how did you get involved in the the business of soccer? Yeah. So one of the first things I did when I, when my, uh, my playing career was kind of winding down sophomore, junior year was I got involved with the club soccer program, kind of uh, working with those guys who were helping run that club um after that i believe i went to the women's team to kind of work out work with them and kind of help them run things over there from an operation standpoint and you know the last two years of my college career was kind of reaching out to coaches and head coaches and kind of figuring out how programs are run and kind of getting my feet wet in terms of uh you know operationally understanding what it took to run a, a soccer team yeah that's awesome and then i guess like what what jobs did you have before that that led you to your current role as uh, United Premier League mm-hmm. uh, developmental I mean, or director? Yeah, so, um, well, first and foremost, I, I did a lot of coaching youth. Okay. Um, I, I did I did soccer shots, little kickers, and then I did, you know, sevens, eights, and nines. Um, so just a lot of coaching, a lot of being on the field. Um, but then also, like I mentioned, uh, reaching out a lot to college coaches and and top D1 soccer programs and asking them for free internships and figuring out if there are ways I could contribute or help those guys. Um, but a large part of it was, was, uh, exploring, seeking information, networking, and just always reaching out and looking for opportunities. Yeah, definitely. And then how did, how did this, uh, current position come about? Um, that's, uh, yeah, I got pretty lucky. I mean, kind of like the friend of a friend of a friend introduced me uh, to this kind of circle, this group, the United Premier Soccer League guys and the project they were working on. And um, uh, I believe it was over LinkedIn. I sent out a message or something and we organized a phone call. We touched base for about 15 minutes with the owner uh, and a couple of other guys. And um, they needed help building some of the things they were working on. The UPSL Foundation was one of them kind of getting more involved in content creation and managing their conferences from a marketing standpoint and, and just organizing the brand as a whole. So, you know, just, we just had some good conversations off of, uh, off of networking and uh, they happened to go the right way. And um, I was able to get involved with these guys over here uh, in Miami um, where they're headquartered. And uh, I was, I would say networking and always reaching out to people. That's, that's how I got it. I didn't, I didn't uh, send out an application to a random email address. It was really uh, talking to people face to face, getting people's email addresses, being very active on LinkedIn, and always reaching out. Yeah, I think that's uh, funny that you mentioned LinkedIn, just because like I, I still feel yeah. like LinkedIn's underrated, even though it's like people oh, know sure. about it. It's just like everyone knows about it, but they don't use it. Even like yeah. I always tell people, like it's crazy because you know, in my opinion, I always say to myself like. I didn't learn that much in college. It was more like of the networking and, and meeting the people. And then yeah. I, from there, like I got opportunities from like my classmates, basically more so than, you know, learning from, right. but the only, like a couple of good things I always take away is from 
had this random like intro to computers class like 2000, mm-hmm. like 2010 or 11 and it was mm-hmm. the guy made everyone make a linkedin profile and this was like, oh, like 10 11 so it's like yeah crazy that's now funny. because like how big it became and then i always think i'm just like wow if i i wish i knew about stocks then because like would have made like a ton of money <laughs> yeah no i mean the thing is you got to jump on the wave quick right and it's good that you made that profile back in the day because who would have like who would have thought how crazy linkedin would have blown up and how many jobs are being given out on linkedin is all off of dms and messages so no it's important it's important i mean like when people are looking for jobs in sports you know you sign up for those websites go get those email addresses go go sign up for those newsletters because it's like you're going to have to do that 50 to hundred times just to get lucky once. So yeah, yeah, for mean. sure. And then, and then like, just like you're saying, like, you know, there's like thousands of applicants, especially in jobs and sports. And it's just like, if you yeah. reach out to them on LinkedIn, you're probably only one of like, who knows, 10, 50, whatever out That's of this. Thing. Yeah. It's, it's tough. I mean, the thing is everybody, when they're first starting out, I would say a fourth of people are like, Oh, I wish I could do something sports related. Most, yeah. especially like, you know, especially guys, you know, growing up watching football, basketball, religiously, you're like, dude, I could do some of this, or maybe I wish I could work. So yeah. you gotta, man, you gotta, you gotta realize like how many people are reaching out to these guys, how many people are. Yeah. So it's important name, face, email address, you know, following up on people, little stuff like that is going to make a huge difference, you know? Yeah, definitely. I also saw on your LinkedIn that you uh, were intern at Adidas. So what was that like? Yeah. Oh, that was amazing, man. That, that was, uh, that, that, that's, I'm going to go against what I just said, but that was, that was a, that was a job application that I sent in off a recommendation. Somebody sent me a link. I didn't think I would get in a million years. Um, but that, that, uh, but you know, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Right. That was, yeah. that was after I was working in the Bundesliga a little bit and I wanted to kind of keep the train going of working in, in soccer in Europe. Um, so I got lucky with that one, but, uh, that would have never happened that was one of like hundreds of applications I had sent out. Right. So, you know, shoot for the stars, you know, Um, but, but that was amazing. I I learned a lot, a lot, a lot, just on a daily basis in terms of operationally, how high level teams function together, how they work with different departments, you know, the marketing projects that, you know, that we, I grew up looking at these magazines um and then the cleats and the commercials and all that type of stuff so getting to see kind of how all that's made you know getting to see like Miroslav Klose and Mesut Ozil come in to test out cleats and Marco Royce is doing a photography shoot you know next Tuesday at the office so it's like seeing that type of stuff at the highest level um it was was amazing it was one of the most uh it was definitely it was very intense right it was very yeah. intense um because you can't you can't really be caught sleeping yeah. Um, it's, it's probably very akin to like playing on a very high level soccer team where it's like, if you're not picking up your slack, um, it's very evident and it can kind of drag the whole group down. So it's very important to have a team mindset, uh, a mindset where you're always learning, always willing to learn and just meeting a bunch of different people. The people I met at Adidas, you know what I mean? I, I still follow those people six, seven, seven years later. One of them being Bob Bradley and Michael Bradley who came to the office one day, um, you know, just for some some networking stuff or whatever but yeah no that, that was pretty amazing that was pretty amazing yeah. were you you were working in the germany office yeah so the main headquarters are in germany yeah. um the american office is a little bit smaller i believe they're stationed in, they're out in portland um but the main adidas campus it's it's very similar to like the nike campus that they have here in the u.s as well where it's like a big 
yeah. five, six, seven building campus. Um, there's a walkway, there's a cafeteria, there's an outdoor fountain, there's a pool, there's a skate park, there's two soccer fields and a you know what I mean? It's kind of like it was like it was like going to college for real. It was like it was, it was just like going to college where it was like I would go to the office. I would I would I would take the first bus, you know, into town to go to the office at six AM. Um and then seven, eight o'clock you would have like exercise classes and, and different classes you could take. Um yeah. Yeah, so it was definitely it wasn't just like but they do that on purpose right because they want you yeah. to hang out at work all day yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no i love it that's cool um and i and i think two people just like americans like you know i'd say i guess nike is like the top dog here but like overseas yeah. like adidas is top dog yeah no they're, they're the two of the biggest ones right in, yeah. in soccer yeah they're head to head i mean overall in sports I think they're head to head, right? Yeah. Still, if you talk about the global, I'm trying to think. I guess maybe Puma. I'm trying to think of another massive brand, but those are really the two biggest ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, no. Uh, yeah, and Adidas has the whole deal with the MLS too, and Nike, and Nike has everything. Every other sport, though. Yeah, that's that's true. And the and the Adidas deal with the MLS, man. I wish that was better too, because it's really like a copy and paste type of situation where all the jerseys kind of look the same. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. I, I wish they'd switch it up. Yeah. But yeah. They're getting better. They're getting better. For sure. Yeah. I know. Especially you obviously know Messi coming here. I think like a lot of stuff's about to change probably in the next five years. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, this is uh yeah, this is one of the best times to follow the MLS because yeah. you know, now that, now that this guy's here and he's going to, and he's, he's signed for another year as well. So he's here next season. Yeah. So I think next season's next season's going to be even bigger and better. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've seen it just like I I've seen my friends. I know they're not soccer fans and they're posting about it. So it's like, yeah. I mean, especially since, since we're down in Miami. Yeah. yeah. Um, Must be nuts. So <laughs> it's uh yeah. Yeah. Have you been I, to I tried to go to, no, nah, no chance. I mean, I know, I know guys, that work with the team and guys on the team but it's like i know everybody's asking them the same thing yeah, so I, I i told myself i'm gonna let messi you know play out this season and i'm gonna try to go to one uh next season when he's uh when he's around but every yeah. time every time there's a home game i mean this this the city goes crazy every time there's a home game it's, it's really interesting to see yeah for sure enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players well how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one now you can with B Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. Um, all right, you ready for the five Quincy questions? Yeah. Gonna make what did this guy more? come up with? Is he going to make you think more? Uh, okay. <laughs> what, what's the most important uh, skill or quality you feel has made you successful uh, as, a, okay. as a soccer businessman? Just one skill or quality. Yeah. Or no, this is the most important. The most important? Yeah. Determination. All right. Because because you can do like even if you do something a million times, like you're eventually gonna get better at it. You're eventually gonna break through. You know what I mean? So if you have the determination to continue practicing, to continue reaching out to people for opportunities, um, I, I I truly believe you can do anything. So it's just about repetition. Uh, it comes it, that, that applies to something you're practicing on the field and, and repetition in your in your daily habits off the field. Just being super focused and determined um, 
on to be successful and 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 head, head strong on your goal. So I would just say determination because there was a lot of times where I was thinking I was like, is this worth it? Um, you know what I mean? Not you know seeing my other friends go in different careers, maybe make more money at first. You know what I mean? So you have to deal with those obstacles, especially at the beginning when you're working in sports. Um, yeah. You're changing locations. You're changing locations. Not a lot of the work is paid. So there's plenty of opportunities where I, I thought about it twice, um, but I was too damn determined to give up. So, Yeah, no, for sure. Like I've seen even like the majority of my classmates, because I have a sports management degree as well, and uh, the majority of my yeah. classmates has seen they don't work, work in sports anymore. Like, And they probably gave up with really? two or three years. I mean, yeah, because you're not making that much money yeah, in the first two or three years. Uh, I mean, listen, like the like the first year I got out of college, I had four jobs. Yeah. Uh, I worked at I worked at Gold's Gym. I did soccer shots. I worked. I was a free intern at DC United. This was back before DC United even paid their interns. I think well, actually, I don't even know if they paid if MLS pays their interns these days as well. But back, but when I was there, you know, DC United was free, and I was also working at a mall at the same time. Yeah. So I was I was working four jobs. Um, and that was to supplement the free internships and, and the career that I was trying to pursue because a lot of that work, like I said, was not paid and it was not fun, (laughs) but you know, yeah, no, for sure. Um, what do you, what do you think the biggest mistake uh, people are making in the soccer realm? I would say, particularly in this country, I would say it's the gatekeeping. It's. Because I had to figure a lot of this out on my own. There was no playbook I could yeah. I could read. There was not even like a class I could take. Like, I'm pretty sure if you if you Google soccer sports management degree, like you're not going to get a lot of. They're going to be like you know schools in France or something. You know what I mean? You're not going to get a lot of search results on that. So, I, you know, you notice this a lot is that it's kind of hard to find information, hard to figure out how, how to do things, and especially in the soccer world. Mm-hmm. Um, we can get a little bit protective over our territory and our clubs and the way we coach and, and, and it's a lot, sometimes not as welcoming and and it's, you see a lot more gatekeeping maybe than you do in other sports and and maybe in other areas. But, um, I think that we need more open-mindedness and more sharing ideas and more collaborations between brands and clubs and, more sharing of information of up and coming players and that type of stuff. So it's not as interconnected as I would want it to be, especially for, you know, kids coming up after me who are trying to figure out sports management as well. I would say the the gatekeeping part and people not, you know, yeah, if I had to pick just one answer, I would say the, the gatekeeping part, I think we need to be more open to letting people in and, and teaching others and, and being more collaborative as a whole in, in the game of soccer. Yeah, for sure. I think that only helps. Um, what, what advice would you give uh, to a young professional trying to get a job in sports or in the soccer world? Send a million emails out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would say sell your LinkedIn all day. Yeah. Uh, if you're not spending an hour on LinkedIn a day, then what are you doing? Yeah. Um, now, I see, I think that, just, see, I think that's great advice, but it's like simple, but like people just don't. People, get, I mean, because because it's annoying work it's, <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean it's, like, it's just like petty and tedious but like it's, it's tedious and like you're not going to see a payoff for weeks and you might not yeah. hit like yeah. you might get called an idiot a million times and yeah. like 
No, I always remember all like the emails I sent out. I sent out 460 emails and I looked at like my teamwork online profile and I sent out 360 applications. Yeah. And like, I'll always remember those numbers. Like uh, it don't, I, I, I needed to almost send out 400, 500 emails and messages yeah. just, to, just to get one opportunity. Now imagine, so, if, imagine if we had chat GPT while, while that was going on. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. why like right that's now how... I've been using it crazy. I'm like, yo, this is like, I'm yeah. writing emails. I was like, yo, make this longer and better. Makes it like in one. That's second. funny. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I can't, <laughs> yeah. That, we had to type all that up ourselves. All you yeah. do was copy and paste. You have to change the words. And yeah. I, I still remember a lot of cringy cover letters. I sent out. Yeah, yeah, like, too. Like I, I just remember stuff I wrote and I'm just like, yeah, like if I imagine I threw this in Chat GPT right now, like I probably would, I probably would have got more yeah. emails back. I probably would have gotten the job <laughs> a whole lot quicker. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, oh like, yeah. And imagine you were just saying five hundred, you could probably send out like two thousand if right. you wanted to. <laughs> right. I mean, I did it the hard way. I'm t- I'm trying to tell you, like, I went on the NCAA website and I'm just mass yeah. downloading emails, yeah. and like, you know, I'm googling how many emails. I can send the day before G my Gmail is marked as spam. So I'm trying to figure out not to hit my limit. And mm-hmm. so I'm figuring out algorithms. I'm figuring out LinkedIn messages. Um, listen, like, you know, most of the people sitting at home, most of the kids are like, I want to work in sports management. They're probably spending like an hour or two on Netflix a day. Like just yeah. let Netflix run in the background. Just make, just make sure you got, you got the LinkedIn pulled up, make sure you got teamwork pulled up, make sure you got indeed pulled up and, and refresh every day. Yeah. For sure. All right. These All next right. two could be, uh, it could be life related or, or soccer related. Um, okay. What is, what is something that most people think is true that you believe isn't? Is this a Quincy question? This is uh, it's a Quincy question. This is the one that always gets everyone. What is, what is one thing most <laughs> people think is true, but I think it isn't? Yeah, it could be like anything. Like I always give the example because it's just like funny. Like when Halloween comes around, like people uh-huh. like about like candy corn, and they're like, and they, like some people hate it and some people love it. <laughs> okay, okay, that candy corn threw me off. Yeah, um, well, well, that's why I'm saying it could be so random. It could be anything. That's why like I've had so many different answers on here. So it's like it could be anything. All right, ask the question. Let me let me get the wording one more time on the question. Ask it one more right. time. What what is something that most people think is true that you believe isn't? Like or my favorite one, I just I just keep on referring back to food, but like yeah. Connecticut. That's funny. And we have the best pizza. Over best pizza, yeah, yeah. You you guys think you got the best pizza. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear that all the time. Uh, um that is a that is a really tough one. I I guess I'll make it. This is the only one I can think of right now, and it is soccer related. I would say there's a definite age where, if you haven't grown up playing soccer to that age, that is too late to go pro or or to play at a very high level. I, I think that I think that if you're not growing up with a soccer ball at your feet, that you will. This is just my personal belief. I, I just. I think that you will never be as good as someone that grew up playing soccer, no matter how hard you train or how hard you try. Because I think I think soccer is particular where you have to understand not just with the ball, but the spacing and everything that comes with the game. And having that soccer IQ is just, I think, is one of the most hardest things to develop. So 
I, I think everybody believes, oh, I could be good at soccer or especially people that don't play soccer. Mm-hmm. They look at soccer on TV and they're like, I could do that. This sport is easy. This sport is just running. Um, I truly think that you can only really truly play soccer if you grow up with the ball at your feet. I think it's one of the hardest sports to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, yeah, I think any like pro sport, um, probably besides. I disagree because football, basketball. Mm, uh, no, you still got to play it at a young age, I think. There's guys who played in the NBA who just started playing basketball their sophomore year of college. You know well, what I mean? There's guys in the there's guys in the NFL <laughs> that started playing football four years ago and they're getting paid twenty million dollars a year. Well, you know true. what I mean? Like, well, yeah, actually, um, who was it that just someone the USL guy? There was a USL guy. Who are you talking he about? just retired. Player, became a kicker. Yeah. yeah, and now he's making more. I think he's on the Cowboys. I think, yeah. yeah, now he's making more money Cowboys. than he's ever made. Yeah, exactly. And 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 listen, like that that's shows the you same, how hard that's the sport a, is. That's the same skill, though. It's kicking a ball, different different ball, though. But a lot of positions are like that in in, in football, where you have yeah. one, two, you have two it's, functions. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah I got so, but soccer, soccer, everybody has to have a perfect touch. Everybody has to know how to shoot top pins. Everybody has to know. You know what I mean? Everybody has to know how to do everything. Yeah, um, for sure. I just think it's. I just think it's different. I know that that one got to you a little bit. Are you a football or a basketball fan? Uh, well, football. my my favorite sport is probably boxing right now. So that's why I was going to say boxing. These influencers boxing. coming in and they're getting the high level yeah. training because this is what yeah. people. This is here. This is this is high level right here. This is what people never talk about. <clears throat> Boxers, you talk about uh, like funding and all that. They have no funding. They're going to scrappy yeah. gyms. They're grinding. They're yeah. working nine to yeah. fives. They're going to the gym. These influencers yeah. now are already rich, right? So they have all the time yeah. in the world to train. They get to get nutritionists, the top, like anything, like a D1 facility. They could get that ASAP. So that's why these guys are getting so good so quick because they have the, mm. the equipment and stuff that the other guys that are really good, they don't have or don't have the means to do it or, or they're not, they don't have the money to not work. So what do you, what do you think? Like, no, I'm saying like that's, why that, that's one sport that you could literally get good at in one if you really trained hard enough. And oh, yeah, 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 for sure. And, and mean, yeah. be, you have to be athletic, obviously, but I'm saying like, yeah, that's just like, no, for sure. Yeah, but I'm saying like an athlete. Yeah, like, for example, like Le'Veon Bell is doing it right now. Like already, like he's rich, obviously, right? He's a running back. from yeah. Middle. So he can yeah, train yeah, as much as he wants. His hardest thing is him cutting weight because he's a big guy. I think I've actually seen. Didn't he get knocked out? <laughs> yeah, he got knocked out by Adrian. Or no, no, he, no, Ad, he, no, who knocked out Adrian Peterson? I forgot somebody, but he, he, he won. Oh yeah, yeah, it was Adrian Peterson or something yeah, like that. Out. And then he won oh, his yeah. last match too. But uh, really, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's kind of goofy. And actually, Frank Gore, he's in Miami. He he got yeah, yeah, he's lost. fighting too. And then he won. Yeah, then he got a knockout. Yeah. That being said, Quincy, I challenge you to a boxing match. <laughs> well, when actually, you see this. Quincy wants to fight uh, Zlatan. Yeah, I know. Quincy, <laughs> I'll be your warm. I'll be your warm up match. There we go. All right, last. I question. just don't know. I just don't see how that one plays out. Zlatan's, you know, six six. <laughs> yeah. like, Zlatan's like two eighty. <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, <clears throat> Last Quincy question: What is something you would move forward with if you weren't scared of, of the consequences and things if things didn't go well? 
I don't know, my rap career, my, my acting <laughs> career. I, like, I, but, <laughs> I like that. I like what, that. Quincy, what are these questions? Yeah, I mean, I guess being a DJ in yeah. Europe somewhere on a boat. All right, um, all right. I like it. It would, it, it would definitely, it would be something in like random. It would be like something like entertainment where it's like I either become a millionaire or embarrass myself yeah. <laughs> for the rest of my life. Well, that's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you've seen it too, just even like with these rappers coming up, I'm just like, yo, imagine when they were like yeah. nothing and their friends are all making fun of them, but they're, and it just like sounds, yeah. like, now it still sounds just like mumble rapping, but they're like, I'm like, whatever, they're famous. I mean, now. we got, we got yeah. Damian Lillard, you know, yeah. <laughs> we got Damian Lillard. Uh, uh, that being said, Quincy, I also challenge you to a rap battle. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> August 18th. Next year, you know, you know, you know uh, Earl Edwards. Yeah, yeah, I know Earl. So I just had him on, and he said really? he cool. said he is a top fifteen basketball player of the MLS community. Top fifteen, yeah. Wow. So, so, I mean, so, that was, so that's crazy. We, we posted that, and I was like, "All right, this is going to open up a can of corn." That's funny. I'm, so I'm like, because I never heard. I never heard anyone say that. So I was like, okay, yeah. I don't know any, like, I don't know who plays basketball in the MLS, but like, that would be pretty interesting to see. I mean, that's, it's honestly a pretty good bet because soccer players aren't the best at basketball. <laughs> I will see. If you give, you can give a soccer player a basketball, you get ready to see a very embarrassing dribble attempt. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's just, yeah. I mean, we grew up playing with uh, our feet. So the, the handles part, doesn't yeah. come very naturally to us. So I, so if he's pretty good, then I could easily see that happening because yeah. most of the guys, I think the average in the MLS is, you know, you know, five, eight, and they probably didn't grow up playing basketball. Yeah, that's true too. Um, all right. You ready for some fun questions? Okay. Okay. All right. I like the Quincy questions though. All right. So- soccer or football? What do I call it? Yeah. What is it to you? I mean, I, I, I say both <laughs> only because I work. Only because I work in it. I work in the United Premier Soccer League, so yeah. I'm forced to say it. But to me, I mean, it's football. And also in German, it's Fußball, it's football. Yeah. So football just makes more sense to me. But then if I say football all the time, I'm talking to non-soccer fans. They think yeah. I'm talking about the NFL. So uh, I'm not ready, to, not ready to fight that battle the rest of my life. <laughs> I say, both. I say yeah. both when it makes sense. All right, Messi or Ronaldo? Okay. And you're not even giving me any context. You're just saying this or that. Yep, okay. this around. Um, yeah, Messi only because he's got that natural talent, and Ronaldo. But Ronaldo is, you know, more of someone to look up to because he works his his butt off, and he he really he could do it all. But Messi is just is just poetry. When I watch Ronaldo play now, I cry <laughs> sadness. But I when I watch Messi play now, I cry tears of joy because I can't believe he's still playing like this at a high level. But you know, it's it's messy. And you could tell now by how their careers have gone. One just got a World Cup and the other one is playing for money in Saudi Arabia. All right. Fair enough. Uh, last one. <laughs> who would you who would you want to what would be your like dream jersey exchange to do with somebody? And I'm going to replace jersey exchange for like whatever shirt I'm wearing on my back. Right. At sure, that time. Sure. Since I since I wouldn't have a jersey, I would just give him my button down. Um, <laughs> man. Dream jersey exchange. Yeah, honestly, it, it'd have to be someone like Ebro or someone like Messi or Ronaldo. It'd have to be like, it couldn't be like an MLS, a random MLS guy, or it couldn't just be like 
it'd have to be like an all-time great like Ibra, Messi, Ronaldo, Hollander, Mbappe, one of those five. Um, if I got if I got that guy's jersey, that would probably be like a lifetime achievement. I'll put that in my living room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right next to my Quincy jersey. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, Chris, I appreciate you coming on. And uh could you absolutely know where they can follow you on social media? Yeah, absolutely. You can uh follow everything we're doing at the UPSL at UPSL Soccer on Instagram and everywhere. And you can follow me personally at Christopher Corte uh, on Instagram as well. And uh, we got a lot of big things in store. Listen, uh, with the official semi-pro soccer league of America, and we're only growing every year, every season. So follow along guys. It's going to be a great journey. Quincy Marroquois here. And thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.